The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the host and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. We did this exercise today and we'll talk about it, but we had to pick out like our favorite love song mm-hmm. and we had to pick out our favorite uh, like song right now. So what love song did you choose, by the way? I'm curious to know that. No, it's an easy one, man. Uh, Electric Feel, MGMT. Okay. That's like, uh, long story short, somebody put me on the Frank Ocean, and Frank Ocean had the song Nature Feels, which was, I just thought Nature Feels was dope, and then B-Ray told me that it was a remake of MGMT's Electric Feel, and I heard Electric Feel, and that was basically like, around me and the time face started dating and we didn't have like a song so that was like i was like okay like an electric feels the song like that's that's the one so that's okay it is weird like my favorite love song isn't like a dirty macking song like because you know niggas know me like if you what's the best way to describe it i wear hoop earrings because casey haley from jodeci wears hoop earrings so that's the kind of <laughs> r&b i like like true story like that's, <laughs> so like if I had to choose like a group of R&B songs yep. it would either be like that whole Into the Drew album from mm-hmm. Drew Hill which oh, is basically but yeah but it's basically if you take all the good ideas from all the Jodeci albums alright that becomes Into the Drew because like just just listen to Cisco, he's doing a Casey Haley tribute which is I'm like I'm not disrespecting Cisco, but I'm saying like even if you look at the uh, the liner notes of Enter the Drew, like he thanks KC in the notes, like like something along the lines of thank you for making it possible for us raspy voice niggas out here because that's you know, that's what they do. So it was that song, um, MGMT's Electric Feel. If you don't know this song, it's from like 2007. It's an amazing song. Don't ever watch the video though. Like if you're one of those people who somebody explains a song to you on a podcast and you go to YouTube to listen to it, Mm -hmm. the version you'll hear on YouTube is completely different than the good version because the good version sounds like anybody could have sang it. The the YouTube, like the actual video, you know white people made that shit. And it's (laughs) not, not not like John B., not like Robin Thicke or not like all those white dudes in Britain who make like real soulful music. Like white dudes, white dudes. Like the other guys in Color Me Bad. But you don't want that smoke. Oh, shit. Yeah, so nah. Wow. Um, and then song right now was Tory Lane's 48 Floors, which is an amazing song. Um, and that's like the song that I run to. Mm-hmm. And so like if I run like a little over a mile, if you play that song three times it's it's 344 a piece so math nerds get on that mm-hmm. but basically i should be doing the mile and change slow in under 12 minutes so when he gets to the last stands i'm like okay i should be running up the steps so that's the one and then black boy jb's shoot was like the song and everybody like got up and started doing the shoot dance that was cool um i say all that to say None of those are going to be like the songs this week. I did that didn't do the uh, the immature song last week, right? You did, yeah. Let's what's another good '90s song that we can? Matter of fact, no. Let's not do that. Um, '80s. Yay! Let's do this. Okay. 
Let's bring it back a little bit. Fucking the school telling me always in a barber shop. She keeps me about this, she keeps me about that. My boy a BD on fucking and lamb riding now. He he they say don't be nigga putting on no work. Shut the fuck up! Y'all niggas ain't no shit. All you motherfuckers talking about, she keeps ain't no hitter, she keeps ain't this, she keeps a fake. Shut the fuck up! Y'all don't live with that nigga. Y'all don't live with that nigga. Y'all don't live with that nigga. Y'all don't live with That nigga was gone for 45 seconds. Yeah, he sounded really good. They didn't have no verses. I mean, gotta let it play for a little bit, but damn. Sounded pretty upset. A minute into the song. And nobody's rapped. Oh, yeah, TP. Damn it. Give me a little bit. All right, got a little Chief Keefe in there before we got started. Yo, it's the South Congress Podcast, episode 20. I am your host, Cameron, here with my, uh, if you read his bio anywhere now, here with the co-host, my man Isaiah. What's going on, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing not as well as you, man. You sound great. Oh, I am. It's like, our vacation. School's over. I'm yeah, done. Man, I'm let's done. talk it's... about it, man. Your, your first school year out here. Outside the valley, out here in the real world where people live. You say um, the valley? I said outside of the valley, but I mean, no, no, out, no, the I, was, I was in the border. Yeah, apologies. No, tr- trust, no, okay, yeah, I say no. I know I don't care about that, but I'm telling. I really did get like a 20 minute lecture one time from a valley person. How valley and the border are different? Whatever, y'all both the fucking bean and cheese. It gives a fuck. Anyway, wow, I'm just kidding. Wow, I way to start. Anyway, no, but, so yeah, uh, man, first year is over, man. How you feel? Um, I, I feel really great. Like you know, they like say it was it was a really great year. Uh, everything went smooth. I mean, there, there's nothing to complain about. You know, uh, uh, kids, you know, kids are kids. But, you know, none of the terrible shit I had endured, like, in the last five years. Um, parents, parents are good. They're very involved. You know, I feel like they're the kind of parents that understand what they have at home. So it definitely made things easier. Um, you know, the other, te- you know, the teachers, because everybody's willing to help each other. Admins willing to help you out. It's just a great year overall. Like I said, you know, literally you know no complaints like i know there's nothing perfect but i mean that this you know this school year was damn near close to it and you know it's it's a it was a great feeling and you know just uh, i'm just excited to you know be um you know be done completed it and i'm um, looking forward to next year even though i'm on summer break but you know whatever so you on summer break man what's, what's the big summer plans man what are we doing are we are we writing that great american novel i mean we can no, not we. I mean you. Oh, me. Oh, what am I doing? Oh. Um, let's see. I'm going to finish up um, the whole like refereeing thing. I'm done after this month. Uh, thank God. Um, 
And then, you know, pretty much it's just kind of just working out, playing video games. Um, you know, I play ESO. The new Somerset DLC just dropped, so I've been, you know, heavily on that. So um, one of my friends that I used to work with, uh, him and I, we play it. And we, I guess we start like, you know, it's known as a guild kind of thing, like a group thing. And so just getting people to join and just kind of teach people the mechanics of how to like, you know, do certain dungeons and whatnot. And so they can... Um, in turn like you know kind of teach other players because there's a lot of players out there who don't really take the time to learn certain mechanics and if you don't know mechanics you're gonna wipe the whole group and everybody's gonna get pissed so i mean it's just be just a lot of that and obviously like you know um drinking uh non-alcoholic beverages yeah that's you the know. plan yeah okay. oh yeah that's the plan not mad at you somebody told me mm-hmm. the last week mm-hmm. you might have drank one or two alcoholic beverages at uh at a very public place Mm-hmm. You might have met some young women, and you might have a story to tell. Oh, I do now have listen, a story to tell. This is the only thing I'm going to contribute to this story. Okay. Okay. So, if you listen to this, or if you you know hang out with us, you know we're sociable. I mean, sometimes people come up to us to have conversation. Sometimes they're women. Sometimes, not like often, just you know, mm-hmm. every now and again. We're promoting South Congress. What do you expect? But some of us do this thing where we wear little cute, quippy T-shirts. Who's that? To start the conversation. T-shirts that say things like, after a while, quote, crocodile. <laughs> All right. So, so we we're out last week and somebody's wearing a shirt. They got a lot of attention. Which, by the way, I have the same shirt today, by the way. Wow. Um, okay. mm-hmm. just, just tell your story. Just tell your story. I'm just going to sit back and listen. Okay, so we're not going to talk about the t-shirt. You know, that's the irrelevant part. Okay, We're not going to talk. No, we're going to talk about the t-shirt. Okay. What did the t-shirt say? The t-shirt says, it wasn't me, and then quote from Shaggy. Cameron's pissed because... I'm not mad. He's mad because, unfortunately, I got a little more attention from the women than he did. Hey, chill out, man. To the point to where... What was it? That one one woman, she, she... Pulled me aside to put her phone in my ear to play the song for me, and I was like, okay. That did happen. Yes, that did happen. That was hilarious. Yeah. But the story that Cameron's talking about, um, basically, so, night finishes, and we're deciding we want to eat. Unfortunately, we got dragged by these two... Uh, women just randomly came up to us like, hey, come have tacos with us. And I'm kind of thinking, like, this might be a bad idea because, obviously, we're in the nice part of town. And if anybody knows tacos and Mexican food really well, if it's a Mexican restaurant in the nice side of town and the building looks clean, probably not going to have good food or good choices. Agreed. If your if your Mexican restaurant passes a health inspection, I don't want to eat there. <laughs> I don't want to eat there either. I need okay. this matter C minus or worse. Yes. I need you. I need your grease count to be higher than the pollen count outside. Yes, exactly. And I need springs to be popping out of the booths and all that stuff. Wow. But anyway, so we go in. There's a place to call Velvet Taco, right? Or was, as I was called, right? The Velvet Taco. Yes. The Velvet Taco, disgusting place, by the way. Um, which if after this, if we go eat. It's definitely going to be pizza, okay? Because you can't go wrong with pizza. can't fuck up pizza. So we go in there. We're, you know, we're eating and just whatever, you know, talking to them. I'm just kind of like, okay, like, I'm, as I'm eating, I'm kind of looking at them like, okay, they kind of look like, you know, they're meth heads. Like, just real thin, just real, just kind of, just tell, like, life really has taken, you know, a toll on them. Anyway, so we're towards the end. No, I, I, I'm not even no, being mean. But you, you can't just sneak in. That they looked like men. What are you doing? 
you can't just. I'm telling the story. I, I I want I want the I want the listeners you, to know, kind of give them a visual of what they look like. They happen to be too slim, super slim, too slim Caucasian women. Two slim Caucasian women who look like life hit them hard. Who maybe had some questionable tattoos. Yeah. Maybe not the best clothes. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best hairstyles. The best way to look at it is uh, from Forrest Gump, the scene when uh, when Jenny is all drugged out and she's thinking about committing suicide. That's a pretty accurate look. I've already edited him once, and trust me, this is the l- less offensive thing that he said. So keep going. <laughs> anyway, my first amendment rights are being violated. I'm just <laughs> oh my god! No, but um. So anyway, so we're eating. At, we're towards the end of the meal, and I'm kind of thinking like, you know, I just want to go home. Like whatever, good company, but whatever. Like you know, I just was like, I don't care. And there happened to be at this long table. We're sitting at just some random guy, you know, just sitting there enjoying his Absolutely food. minding his business. Yeah, minding his own business, not bothering anybody, okay? And so me and Cameron sit next to each other, and they're sitting across from us, and she turns and looks at said random guy that I just mentioned, and she goes, um, excuse me, but can you not fucking look at me? And we're just kind of like, what he's the absolutely fuck? absolutely minding his business. And he's just like, and he's he's looks back like, what? And she goes, yeah. You're fucking looking at me. You know, she's kind of smiling, so I guess he kind of took it as a joke. Like, he's confused. I'm confused. We're all confused. Like, what the fuck's going on? So, it keeps going on, and then she gets, like, kind of aggressive, and she's like, you know, no, I want you to stop fucking looking at me. Like, you need to stop looking at me. Like, she's just, you know, hulking out of no reason. And he's like, I'm not looking at you. I'm just, you know, minding my own business, which he was. And eventually, he tells her... You know, I'm not looking at you because you're not that good looking anyway, which I agree 110%. So, that's where he fucked up. No, well, yes and no. No, that's not yes and no. Like, you got to understand the type of energy that you invite. They were absolutely wrong Mm -hmm. for accosting him about not looking at them. Yeah. But... (laughs) What you don't do is say, not only am I not looking at you, but the reason I wouldn't look at you is because you're not attractive. That's not like there are things that are absolutely true in this world that you should never say. Like the first thing you said that I had to edit out of the show. Keep going. Okay. so. So at that point, okay, she gets upset. She grabs like they have these bottles of like hot sauce, grabs it. And proceeds to drown this guy, this poor soul, in hot sauce all over his his glasses, his face, his shirt. I mean, he looked like he was a, he was in like a Nickelodeon show and just got slimed. Like it, it was that bad. It was that bad. Here's the worst part. Yo, wait. So so before you keep going though, mm-hmm. but he's like, he's out of there, yo. Like, yeah. I've never seen. A man so slimed before. Yeah, he he froze up. He was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like his glasses, you couldn't see out of them. There was so no. much sauce on them. No, I've never seen sauce come out of a bottle like that. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it, it literally is a good like five minimum five seconds that she doused him in this hot sauce. So we're just like, "Wow." The worst part is there's literally, 
an Austin police officer, APD, sitting like less than two feet, like pretty much within arm's arm's reach of the whole situation. He sits there and does not a damn thing. Just kind of watches, chills. And I'm just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, seriously? Like, this is clearly like... You're not allowed to just pour hot sauce in someone's face, you know, especially for this long. And, and you know, it's it's clearly like, you know, burning the dude, like, you know, his eyes are burning. And so me and some other random guy, we, uh, you know, we help him out. We're getting paper towels. And like, you know, I'm just like, yo, man, I'm sorry. I was like, look, I don't I don't know these bitches. Like, they just pulled us aside. It was like, hey, come eat with us. I go, that's the extent of I know him. He's like, no, no, it's cool, man. You didn't do nothing. And, you know, like I said, we, we just helped old guy out because... It, like I said, I felt really bad because that happened, and there's a police officer like right there, you know, and just decided to not do shit about it and just watch the whole thing unfold, and you know, didn't do shit. Yeah, that that was the part that got to me. Like, mm-hmm. clearly, like he needs to have some type of reaction to yeah. what's happening. Like, you watch that man get played, and like, thank God it didn't get physical. Like, thank God that man didn't react. Like. I hate that and clearly he has to be uncomfortable and embarrassed in front yeah. of a bunch of people he don't know. Yeah. And he didn't deserve that. No, like, he, he didn't. Literally wasn't doing anything. I was honestly hoping that that um police are, police officer would have speared that bitch, Goldberg style. I, I don't think he should have gotten violent with her, but she should have at least been taken out of the restaurant. Yeah. Like yeah, it was it wasn't cool. Um, I mean, I had a good night. You know, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I, was, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was, it was a good night overall, so, but it was just like... Let me tell you something crazy, though. Yeah. Like, so the reason that I wasn't next to you when that jumped off mm-hmm. is because I look across the table. Okay. And to where there's like uh, that row of seats on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I see my man's little brother over there. Um, and he's sitting next to this girl. And she's on the phone with somebody, and he's like trying to kiss her. And I'm looking at him like, "Yo, like, what are you doing? Kiss me through the phone." But yeah, like he's trying to like kiss her like on the on the neck, Ooh. and she clearly like don't even know him like that, cause she kind of like, "Whoa, dog, like chill, like chill, chill, chill," like the whole time, and he's not chilling. And I was like wild offended, so I recorded it, cause it was funny. Do you have it saved? No, I did, um, cause I showed her, and I was like, "Why is my man wilding out like that?" And she was like, oh, I don't know. She was like, I do not want my boyfriend to see that. So can you delete it? I was, <laughs> like, I was like, nah, yeah, cool. Like, it's no thing. Like, I'm not trying to get nobody of in course. trouble. Then her boyfriend walked up. And I knew him. Because her boyfriend was mm-hmm. the dude who was like, me and him turned around to look and saw what was going on with y'all. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's a small world. Um, but I say all that to say, like, stop trying to kiss women who aren't trying to kiss you back in public. Yeah, that, that's pretty desperate. crazy out here. And creepy. You got anything to say about... Golden State, Cleveland. Nope. Suck series. Who cares? I got a problem with people who are saying, like, Golden State being a super team is, like, ruining the NBA. Because, like, more people are watching the NBA than ever. Like, in the last 20 years. Go back 20 years, right? Okay. Who are your NBA champions the last 20 years? Uh, if, we, if we start Wait. after the Bulls title. Okay. Lakers and Spurs. Spurs. Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, Pistons in there. Yeah, Heat. Pistons. Celtics. Celtics. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Uh, Heat. Yeah. And Golden State. Mm -hmm. And Cleveland. Yeah. Like 20 years, eight teams. Like, 
I don't I don't like that thing about the NBA not being fun because one team's great because it's always been like that. The NBA's been around seventy years, right? How long? Seventy years. Something like that, yeah. Thirty-one titles are between Boston and LA. Like, so don't talk to me about like I don't want to hear that about super teams. Like, kind of like with the NCAA, with like Notre Dame was beating everybody's ass. Like, it, it was always well super back. teams. Yeah, like there's no parody in sports. Shut up. Yeah, it happens. New sports have parody until they're not new anymore. The only refreshing thing that I guess you can say with sports in the last whatever mm-hmm. was the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, and Expansion guess what? Team and they got and <laughs> guess what? The, the motherfucking Washington Capitals gave them that motherfucking smoke, baby. <laughs> Yo, so it's it's crazy because, um, you know, of course, I grew up in San Antonio, so I'm a Spurs fan. But I'm a Spurs fan because I didn't want to be a Wizards fan anymore because I was mad at my dad. <laughs> so goddamn, because <laughs> yeah, he used to buy me like Chris Webber jerseys, and I was like, you don't even talk to me. Let me alone. So, you know, I was in San Antonio, so I became a Spurs fan. But my, I used to go to Capitals games as a kid because my mom, even though she worked full time in the Air Force, she worked part time at the Capitol Center to have that additional money. So okay. I used to go to Capitals games like they were awesome. So, yeah. So my motherfucking hockey team won the Stanley Cup. I couldn't name three people on that team. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you're somebody, from the area, so yeah, you're Somebody okay. get me an Ovechkin jersey right now. Yeah, I'm probably. sure you can get them. But yeah, um, so yeah, thing ain't no parody in sports. Like, there's always three or four good teams. That's why two teams play for the championship. <laughs> like, yep. that's why we don't have a damn Royal Rumble in basketball. We should. <laughs> no, we we shouldn't even have a real Royal Rumble. Well, there's no real Royal Rumble. Could you imagine if the UFC put 30 guys in the ring and the last one standing was the winner? Oh, that'd be dope as fuck. Then you see some real fighting. You'd you, be forced to be seeing do real fighting. You no. Know, there's not a doctor in the world or an insurance company in the world that would sign off on that. Okay, so you're going to get in the ring with 30 guys. And just beat the fuck out of each and other. And you can't, like, you can only see in front of you. So somebody could literally attack you from behind. You're not going to have any padding on your body. But you want insurance. Fuck you. They're going to give you the fuck you stamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Oh, man. Yo, so last week we did talk about the Drake Pusha T beef. Mm -hmm. Um, That's over. Is it? Jay Prince stepped in and said, Jay Prince said that Drake has a diss that would have affected both Pusha and Kanye's lives. So he told him not to drop it. Oh, I'm sure. Now, I'm sure. I'm not one to call Jay Prince a liar. I will. However... I think Drake just took that L, and they understood he was going to take that L, and they left it there. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, because... That sounds much better. Drake fans don't care about beef. They were already saying that Drake won the beef when Drake was clearly getting bodied. So, they can go back to enjoying their artist, who makes really good music. And, you know, we can just go from there. Yep. Like, jokes are better than facts now, so... I guess so. That's about it. Um, you had something you wanted to discuss. I believe it was about women and dating. Oh, yes, 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 I did. So oh, you're, you're reacting really loudly. Just yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Enjoy the moment. Oh, no. um, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, so I don't know why it is, but I always get my really good ideas when I shower. I, I don't know. Like It just always happens. So last night after I... Um, Got offline playing video games. You know, I took a shower before I went to bed. And is that what we call it now? 
Keep going. <laughs> anyway, and you know, I'm just kind of thinking about stuff like, you know, I'm just thinking like, you know, hey, certain people don't really go together. And then, you know, just kind of certain shit we, we talk about, you know, in the, in the chat and whatnot. And I was like, you know, I have a theory and I'm pretty sure I'm not that far off of it. But I feel like when it comes to just in general that women have bigger egos than men. Even though women say that we got big egos, but I feel like women's egos are much bigger. And I'm gonna say it like this, okay, Cameron, true or false? If your average guy, okay, is fucking with a is fucking with a woman who's clearly, you know, has like you know, I guess characteristics or whatever of a of a hoe, is he gonna try and turn her housewife? Yes or no? How tall is she? No, no. I'm just saying, just in general. Like, is, is he going to try and, like, wife her kind of thing? Or is he just going to, like, I know He's what the business is. more than likely not going to try to wife her. Exactly. Because he knows what the business is, right? He, he knows what the situation is. Exactly. Okay. I feel like with women, they purposely kind of go for these guys like who ain't shit or whatever or in their mind at least they feel like you know they know they're they're not shit and they go with them to kind of be like you know what maybe i can turn this guy good and do this and you know kind of control him the way i want to and then to be able to be like you know what i did that i don't know i, I just kind of had that thought like i like it i guess to me it just kind of made a lot of sense because you you see like a lot of these like either like kind of really good or you know decent women that go for these like a lot of these guys just like what like you ain't shit dude like you know like really that guy kind of thing but you know it's like they stick with him for a while but the guy clearly treats him bad mm-hmm. and so i've always just kind of felt like you know they do that as, as a way to kind of like boost their ego just kind of be like you know i turned him out i i, I was the one who was able to put him on the straight path? Like he changed for me. That, that's just kind of what I feel like. I don't know. I, I just it just randomly just popped in my head last night. I don't know why. It just did. Are the women you associate with vampires? I'd hope not. This this, this situation you're describing sounds like it takes a long time. No, it, no, it, it really like, doesn't. It sounds like something that only forty two year old women do. No, this is this is women of like all ages, like young ages, like you know. Like women in college, women our age, women younger than us. Like it's just women in general. I think that what I've come to understand mm-hmm. is that you're more attractive to women when something's missing, but it has to be something <coughs> missing that can be fixed like when you have a conversation and there's something about you that's flawed um like not something physical but something maybe emotional okay that they feel they can improve upon i mean that's attractive like people i i think that you're mistaking Wanting a problem to wanting to be involved, and I think we all kind of have that. Like, don't, I they like a, hand, don't they go hand in hand together? Or? I like a woman with a good problem about her. 
Only because, mm. like, if, if I were to date somebody with no issues, what am I doing? Your loving life is what you're doing. I can do this shit by myself. True. I can but, love. Hey, if you want entertainment, uh, go jump off that cliff. I'll give you a backpack. Nah. Give you a little parachute. But jumping off a cliff is over like that. It's only fun in the moment. Dealing with somebody with problems, that's a lot of cliff jumping, but so a lot of safe are, landings, too. So are we psychologists now or what? Yes. I don't want to be a psychologist. I mean, you don't. And that's, I understand that. Yeah. But you... The thing is, like, you want to be with somebody that's not work. And I'm not saying that, like, you're saying anything wrong. That's probably how it should be. Yeah. But no, it's not how we are as people. No, no, I we know that. Want, we want some shit to deal with. Dealing with shit is amazing. Because that's the only... Like, um, if we didn't deal with shit, we wouldn't have a group chat. We wouldn't even talk to each other. If we didn't deal with shit, what would you and I text about? Sup? Hose. But that's not... We're talking about <laughs> what I'm saying. No, well, I, I guess, like, I, I look at it as, like, you know... I guess with, like, shit like that, it's, but that's, that's, it's, it's fun yeah. to talk about it unless it's affecting your life. It's, it's the like, thing, wait a minute. It's not, just, it's not just women, though. Yeah. Because I think, like... I've, and women, men do, too. No, flip it like this, though. Yeah. Men, a lot of men don't want a woman who make as much money as them, right? Why? Well, because they're stupid. Yeah, but they're a stupid. Lot of men, a lot of men want that, though, because they feel threatened by women who make money. I wouldn't care. Wanting somebody who makes less money than you is a problem. Yes, that is. Because... That's a big problem. Because think about that, though. Like, think about how, how ridiculous that is. I need to feel like um, I'm taking care of the house. Nigga, fuck the house. The house can eat a whole dick. Yep. I want all the money that... And I don't even like money. I don't I either, want, but... I want all the money possible it, it, in one big pot so we can handle shit. Never going to have to put up a GoFundMe to get bills to pay for my fucking house. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Wow. Wow, you went there. Um... Yeah. Find the line. That. I actually contributed to a GoFundMe this week. It's for I, a good cause. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's planning um, an all-women's football tournament um, in Chicago, and they needed money, small donation for their team to participate. They can just and go sell water on the side of the street. Everybody knows my dedication oh, to female athletics. Go. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that was the core of the of the thing. They're very important to me, sir. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, they can probably easily just sell water on the side of the road and shit and be all right. But but why would you? So if you don't have this is the thing. If <laughs> if the people like who sold teams and shit. if the people who sold water on the side of the road understood how GoFundMe worked, they'd never get a heat stroke a day in their lives. But I'm like, sure they do. I, I I don't know like. There's just better ways. I put up a, a picture of all those kids selling uh, selling water one day, and I'd never sell water again. Because people love children. Yeah. People love child labor. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Look at those kids. Look at those kids out those there. Those little young entrepreneurs. Yeah, oh supporting their dreams, doing their illegal shit. Make America great again. There you go. Well <laughs> done. Well done. Um, what do I want to talk about? Um, let's talk about an incident. That I had. Okay. Um, so, and we've talked about it on this show. You and I, when we're not doing our, our big time careers, we yeah. do this adult refing thing, right? And, sorry. What I'm growing to understand is that while there are some really cool people who do it, who yeah. use it as a way to 
wind down from their careers as a mm-hmm. way to get together with their friends, you know, drink a few beers, play with their dogs. There are also people who kind of set the scene. On Wednesday nights, I referee dodgeball, all right? And one of the players on one of the teams is also referee in our league. And I've been doing it about, uh, gosh, February? So it's been like four months? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I'm pretty familiar with this guy. He complains all the time about calls, about other players. Just a real complainer. And then, you know, I found out he was a ref, and that kind of made me feel a way. Yeah, I mean, I would too, because, like, you you know the shit I'm going through right now. Exactly. Like, you go through it. Like, so, why are you doing it? Yeah. So, what happened was, Wednesday night, he's angry about some calls that the other referee is making. And I've told players really clearly, like, look, we're here to have fun, and I also don't care how you feel. And I've said that, like, your feelings don't matter to me. And I'm saying that to say this, pretty much anything that you're not directing specifically at me, you should say towards me and not another ref, because they're going to take it more personal than I am. Like, I absolutely have a life outside of this and outside of you. So if you just feel the need to emote, just do it in my direction so I can blow you off. But you can get the words out and it can be done. Mm-hmm. That sounds cruel. I don't care. Like I Fair don't. Enough. Yeah. Like I, yeah. you know, because you're not. And I should say this to everybody who's like, oh, my God, that's how you feel about your job. You're not supposed to. Talk like you're not supposed to yell. You're not supposed to curse as a player. Like you're not mm-hmm. supposed to do any of that. So I'm giving them certain liberties because I understand how people work. And this is a job, by the way, that for football games. Only pays fourteen bucks a game. Why so. would you? Why are you putting the money out? Oh, you, I am. What are you doing? No, I am. Oh. So people can understand why we feel a certain way. You really like, are the housewife of podcasting. No, but anyway, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm just putting it out there so people think you're an asshole. It's like I, well, people yeah. already think I'm an asshole. Well, no, no. But I'm saying, but in this situation, it's it's absolutely the time and and money the time spent and money earned is not worth the ridicule gained. Exactly. Is what he's trying to say. Yeah. Tell people how much money you make. Anyway. I don't know. Problem. So, um, okay. So the guy's arguing calls with the other ref. And she eventually is like, yo, like, I'm not going to tolerate anybody else arguing calls. He argues another call. And I tell him. I was like, yo, you're out. And he kind of looks at me and he walks away. A couple of weeks beforehand, I had an altercation with this dude. So basically, like, I think one of us missed a call. And playing on the other team was like, yo, that person's out. I was like, all right, they're out. And then he was like, don't let them manipulate you. And I just looked at him like, like, dude, it's it's dodgeball. It's not that deep. Yes, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So I kick him out the game and I'm hot. Cause after the game, he's kind of standing off to the side and he's still complaining to his team. And I walk up to him and I'm like, yo. I understand that didn't go the way you wanted it to. I understand you have a problem, but you can't complain on the court. And he's like, well, sometimes y'all just miss calls. I was like, no, I'm not being clear. You specifically, you personally can't complain on the court. 
And he kind of has a look on his face like, what do you mean? I'm like, yo, like you're, I asked him, you're a soccer ref, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so you know what we deal with, with this job. You know, people complain needlessly. You know, it's not going to change anything. You know, all it does is frustrate us and make it harder for us to do the job. And he's like, well, but I'm like, nah, man, like I, I maybe I'm not being clear. This isn't me asking you why you're doing the things you're doing. This is me telling you that you can't do them. And at this point, like he really feels a way. And he's like, you're singling me Bottom. out. I said, absolutely. I am singling you out. You know how this job works. You know that this is we work all day at our jobs or careers and then we come to this and we accept that other people don't respect that, but you have to respect that. And he rolls his eyes. I'm like, nah, dog, you're not going to roll your eyes at me. I'm telling you now, you do not get to ever complain about anything ever again. If you want to complain, you tell your teammates, you let them complain. Because if you say anything, I'm kicking you out and I don't care. And like he's he's shocked. Right. Yeah. And so then I get an email the next day from the boss. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's like, hey, Cameron, can you describe uh, can you describe the altercation that happened on Wednesday? I'm like, no. Yeah. And then I wrote him two paragraphs. Um, So I'm not worried about it because like, I was very clear to the guy. And really. What I did was absolutely by the book because nobody is allowed to talk back. Mm-hmm. If they talk back once, it's a warning. If they talk back a second time, it's a playoff. If they talk back a third time, they're out the game. Like that's how all the games work. Yeah. So as somebody who works there, he's just on a shorter leash and nobody at that job can beat me up. So true. That's what it's going to be. His face is really punchable. So are a lot of people that, that I've seen too. And you know, honestly, my, my favorite team is that uh, like on the Wednesday nights is that Lime Green team over at uh, Southeast Metro. It's interesting. It's a team that's entirely Asian. Yes, that's that my favorite. Chooses team. to call their plays by different parts of Asian media. Like they have a play called Godzilla. They have a play called Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They have a play called Megazord. And like. It's like super performance art because like they're clearly making stereotypical Asian calls, but they're making calls that aren't just from one Asian nationality or one Asian like form of media or thought. So, yeah, like I get the joke, but I don't know them well enough to admit that I get the joke. Yeah. So I just kind of sit back. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. But, you know, like I said, what I like about them is because they're really nice people. Like, if you ever talk to them, like, they're very nice. They're very respectful. Like, I remember the first game that out there that I repped, it, it was their game against the team. And they got molly by, like, 40 points or more. I mean, they just got destroyed. And, you know, they, they were like, you know, hey, thanks for refereeing our game. We really appreciate you guys. Like, they were very cool about it. And, you know, there's some calls that went against them and... They never complained, and if if they don't understand, like they'll they'll literally ask, like you know, oh hey, like what did I do wrong there? And you explain, like oh okay, thanks, like, and they leave it at that. You know, I, I feel like that's the way it should be. And then, like I said, and the, the cool thing is, like they got so much better. I don't know if they're winning, but I know they're scoring like out the ass, like they're, like they're like right now, at this point, they're like a flag football version of Texas Tech. You know, they're putting up like forty points, but giving up like forty five points. 
you know, but um, like I said, that it, they're just like my favorite team. And it got to the point to where I even told the quarterback, uh, I was talking a little bit, and uh, there's a lot of plays where, like I said, they're really good. I go, hey, I go, can I get with these? Like maybe trying to adopt this for my own team that I coach, you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah I'll give my playbook. And I'm like, hell yeah, because that, that's some really good shit, you know? And uh, he even told me, he goes, I know we're not very athletic, but um, we're going to depend more on our smarts. And I was like, hey, that, like, that. I can definitely respect that because, you know, like a lot of people don't realize with football, like you got, if you can outsmart your opponent, you know, you're going to win a lot of games. And, and that's how it was for the last two years. You know, the program I was in, we weren't very athletic, but we were able to outsmart them. And that's how we won a lot of games, one district two years in a row, you know, just simply just off of, you know, out, out playing our opponents, just being smarter than them, you know? So, but I mean, you know, like that, that league definitely has its ups and downs, but, um, Unfortunately, a lot more downs and ups. It's supposed to be fun. And it's not fun. I mean... It's really not fun. So just have fun. Yeah, we're supposed hey. to there have fun, but it's not very fun. It's kind of cool. Mm, if getting a root canal is cool, sure. <laughs> I think it's hard for you because like, you coach kids who are totally enthusiastic about it and still exhibit the pure parts of it Mm -hmm. like the hard work and the dreams of it yeah and i think that there's a certain part of adult league sports that do have a bitterness to them because you see and not even jealousy because that's not what i'm saying but like you've kind of reached the peak that you can and so i do think you put an energy into it that's a bit unnatural um, for something like football, yeah, because it's. I mean, and we also live in Texas where football is king. It's, it's everything. Yeah, so so that makes it a bit harder. Um, so speaking to people who who uh, try their hand at sports and maybe don't get the outcome they that they want. Uh oh, you man, CM Punk. That's your man. So we're you know to put a timestamp on this. About an hour ago, we seen our man CM Punk have his second UFC fight. <laughs> I'd rather watch an episode of Friends. It's nice to be a celebrity who's worked very hard to get where you are and to get the opportunity to live out your dreams. Yeah. He's absolutely dreaming now because I'm sure he's asleep somewhere. (laughs) After that, yeah. Yo, like he, because I mean, hey. I'm not one for participation trophies, but hey, he did what he could the first round, man. But it's, it got to a point where you could see at the end of the first round that he was gassed. Because you can't be 40 years old and train for a combat sport. I felt like after that first round, I felt like he gave everything he he, um, he had in him in that whole first round. Yep. Agreed. And after that, it was just like, hey, I lasted. Yay. Kind of thing. Exactly. I just think the fucked up thing was like, or I, I don't know, if I guess he was fucked up or whatever, but his opponent, Mike Jackson, clearly could have ended that match a lot sooner. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was like a... It like he might have been playing with him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and, but, but Mike Jackson is not like any type of expert fighter. Like they said, if he had lost, that would have been his last fight in UFC too. True. Um, but, yeah, I, I do feel like the second round, he probably could have got him out of there. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you take the whole experiment, though? Like, how do you 
a guy who you know made his bones in professional wrestling, soured on wrestling, um, had an opportunity to go to UFC, had two fights, was clearly an amateur in there with professionals. Um, what, what's your kind of take of the whole thing? I mean, I, I just kind of feel like this is one of those things where he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, you know, maybe, maybe he was like in his early thirties, mm-hmm. maybe this might've worked for him. But like I said, he's already pushing 40. He's like 39 years old. He's already 40. Like, I mean, he's kind of at that point to where it's just, you know, just call it a day kind of thing. And if anything, I mean, if you're still wanting to do something like that, just go back to WWE. I'm sure they still take him. But that's the thing though. Like you, you keep saying like when we're not recording, you're like, go back to WWE. Yeah. I don't think you really understand how he feels about WWE. Oh, I'm sure he hates it. Like, but there's a lot of people who say they claim they hate it, but they still do cameos and they come back. And it's, but a lot of people aren't like straight edge and made millions of dollars and aren't hurting for money. True, you know what That's I mean. A good point. That's a good point. Like, I didn't think about that. His situation is unique yeah. in that, like, his money's straight, yeah. and he's married, and he don't got kids running around. Like, he's, you know, what I'm saying, like, he's good. Yeah. Um, people, and this isn't me talking about you anymore, but. People are like, yo, go back to WWE. Like, we want you back. And it's like, cool, but I don't want them back. <laughs> like, I know you think we're a cute couple, but we don't get along. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the thing. So, I mean, he should he should do movies. He should do TV. If if, if Or even a podcast. Fuck. That's not what you want. Oh. <laughs> that's not what you want. Or like, well, what about even, even, like, training people, like? To wrestle, I'm sure he could. Well, do like, that. like in the independent, yeah. independent route. Like, it'd be cool if he did. Um, like they got the All In show coming up in Chicago. That'd be cool if he did that. Yeah. Like, with WWE, I just don't see it happening, man. I think, I think too many burn bridges. I think that it was interesting in that podcast how alike him and Triple H actually are, and that's why they don't get along. Like they, they don't. And Triple H is probably going to be that man here pretty soon, and so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the wave, man. Probably not. But I mean, like I said, if anything, maybe like just train wrestlers up and coming, like mm-hmm. go independent circuit, just something like you know. But I mean, or you know, whatever movies. Yeah, I mean that. that would, but if he's not here for money, then you know I would just kind of sit down and just chill and just just kind of post it. up. Yeah. yeah, just count my money. <laughs> hey, peanut. Yeah. You ever seen Blade Two? No. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I told um, no, 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 because I told my man I was like, "Yo, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin Blade Two unless somebody asks me to ruin Blade Two. I want you to ruin Blade Two. No, 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 we can't do it. We can't do it. We have to. Cameron, will you please ruin Blade (laughs) Two? Only way we can do this with a vote. Um, So we will get there eventually. Um, We're gonna take yeah. (laughs) Like, what have I watched this week? I watched Casino again because I always watch Casino. I've been watching. It's a good movie. This, what is it? Is it fucking? Is it Michael Peterson or somebody on Netflix who like supposedly killed his wife and he was bisexual and nobody knew and he really liked gay army porn? It was like some really crazy stuff. Yeah, it's wild. Um, what the gotta fuck? Get on that show. Wow, hey, man. He was doing his thing out here, man. Yeah, I guess That's so. You got to write some books. You can have sex with who you want. Write some books. True. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, so what I do want to talk about is, um, so I have my second rehearsal for. Uh, the new web series I'm going to be in based oh, right. on yeah based on some of Shakespeare's sonnets and it's like evolving and changing so first thing mm-hmm. um, I I'm not working with I think I said it last week that I'm not I'm not going to have the same actress playing the mistress but now I don't think we're going to have an actress at all playing the mistress that's just going to be interpreted and I met who's playing my wife and that's going to be challenging because hmm. when I please came explain. To, 
Well, when I came to uh, rehearsal, I had never met her. And I'm, I got there before she did. And we're talking about... Um, we're talking about ages and uh, Nicolette, the writer, she's like, so how old are you? I was like, I'm 32. She's like, you're 32. She said, okay, we might need you to pass for like 27. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, the actress is 20. 20? Oh, shit. And she comes in and she's every bit of 20. And it's just like, oh, gosh, I don't know how we're going to do this. So now we're trying to figure out how we're going to play it. But they're rewriting it again based on an audition we did today. We came up with this really cool handshake. Oh, I saw it, yeah. They told us to make an eight-step handshake in like 10 minutes. And we ended up making like a 16-step handshake. It was cool. And she's like, it's like having a little sister. Like, we played music and like she, we made the handshake to the Kirko Bangs drank in my cup. Like, that was kind of, yeah. Hey, give me a second. I'm going to take this call on the show. Go for it. Hello? Hi, sweetie. Hello? Hello? Hi. Uh, baby, I, uh... It's fucking 11. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sweetheart. Um, after I... I left the rehearsal. I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, my bad. Um, hi. No, fam. You're, sweetheart, you're, you're on the podcast right now. Oh, am I? Yeah. Okay, sweetie, we're 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 almost done. I'm gonna call you when the show's oh, over, okay? Shit. What what y'all talking about? What's on today's agenda? What well, are we talking about? We not 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 a lot, baby. Subscribe and listen. Huh? I'll, I'll, we we just talked about some acting stuff and some relationship stuff and some sports stuff, baby. Oh, so I called at the right time. He's in trouble. Yeah, uh, we're, I'll, I'll be done shortly, baby. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, so about my fictional wife. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so we made the handshake. It was like to the cocoa bags, drank in my cup, and she was really sweet. And we we actually had a conversation about hitting. Like I told her, I said, "Well, because the whole premise is I'm with her and we're married, but I'm seeing somebody else." So I told her, I was like, "Look, like if it gets physical and you like want to push me or hit me, that's fine. Just not the face." Well, because I mean oh, we're acting, so okay. like if if it's a situation that calls for it, like I told her, I was like, just don't, you know, just not the face, and just or the like, walls. and you, if you need to yell, if you need to call me something that you wouldn't like, I'm fine with that. Like, this is, we need the emotion to be authentic. 
Um, and especially if you're going to be somebody younger and you're dealing with a situation where you're quote unquote not enough, then yeah, um, I understand you might have an emotional reaction. So we'll we'll deal with it like that. Now I'm scared because I'm like, Faye has an emotional reaction to not being called back. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, man, that's about what I got for this week, man. Anything else you got? No, it's about uh, nothing. That's about it. But uh, definitely just want to do a big congrats shout out to uh, my former roommate. You know, he got that new that job out in Georgetown. Um, like, Getting that white money, baby. Yeah, I mean, he definitely paid his dues. Uh, we worked together, you know, in that terrible school district, and uh, he'd been there for eleven years. I was on there for five years. I don't know how the fuck he did it for eleven, but uh, he's finally out. You know, he's he's kind of heading somewhere this way. You know, just big congrats, shout out, to, you know, to him. So. I know he's excited. You know he's pretty much ready. So I just told him like, hey, whenever you, uh, whenever you need, hit me up. I'll go down there. You know, help you move, kind of shit. So if you have any questions, comments, or um, you know, just want to have a bit of conversation, shoot us an email at southcongress at gmail That's s o u t h k o n g r e s s at gmail um, yeah, man, that's about all I got for this week, man. We had a kind of a whirlwind last week. Yeah, shout out to Ronnie oh, yeah, for uh, coming through and kicking it with the kids. That was that was good times. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what we got on the docket next week. We got some stuff coming up. We got some things brewing that we need to talk about. I'm sure um, we do. Yeah, and, and we'll see if you make a new story tonight with one of your cute shirts that attracts all the little ladies. Don't be jealous now. I am jealous now. This has been the South Congress Podcast, Episode 20. From a man, Isaiah, I'm Cameron, and we're out. South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions.